And you can reach her anytime at 649-7964. My buddy Randy Rocky, Swan Financial, 645-0736. Good morning, Good Bob. morning to both of you. Good morning. And my son Greg, who does our photography, a lot of our marketing, and so much more. Currently balancing the books. There you it's go. that time of year. we got to get through 2018 and always 2019, rather. Where, where are we 2020. now? It's 2020 now, guys. I'm back in the studio. I've been, yeah. I've been gone for a while. Because... I'm a father again. Yes, again, the new addition to our family. We have little Aris. Yeah, and it's sleepless at the yeah, house. But it's okay. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Coming up a little later on today's show, the cheapest ways to boost your home's value. We'll tell you about that. But first, let's go to the phones in this one. Um, let's say, Lee, this is near and dear to your heart. Good morning. Yeah. Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Alexis. Yep. I was calling to see if this is if this is a requirement to have smoke detectors in every bedroom of the home in Jefferson County. I've read online that in the state of Kentucky that a smoke detector is required in every bedroom and on every level of every home outside of a living quarters in the hallway. What is the truth? Well, listen, it depends on who you're talking to. If you're talking to the smoke detector companies that make the smoke detectors... <laughs> then they're going to tell you they need them every two feet in every house. But, That's right. Yeah. But, unfortunately, the guidelines that Jefferson County goes by were written by the smoke detector companies, right, Lee? Yes. And so, basically, if you have them on every level, you need one on every level, and you need them in the hallways outside of every bedroom. So, you don't necessarily have to have one in every bedroom, according to what we can all figure out from the guidelines. And if the basement's unfinished, still a, a smoke detector yes, down there? Yes, every level. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Alexa, just so you know, so there are different um, interpretations. interpretations of yep. this. So when we go to a closing office, and Lee has a great group over at Limestone, but we go to a closing office, the closing attorney may say, well, do you have a smoke detector outside the door, the doors of your bedrooms? And that's typically the what we hear, not on every level. even if. So you're saying... Even if there's no bedroom on that level, you need a smoke detector. That's the way I've read it. Okay, sure. And just to debunk one more thing, because some people, you know, there's the nine, the nine volt uh, lithium ion. They have to be ten year non ten year non lithium smoke detector or hardwired, not right. both. Because there's some I've seen some agents that are, they don't know or the homeowner doesn't know, and then they'll just go ahead and buy a couple from their hardware store. But if they're hardwired, yes, you don't need right new ones. So the only confusion about that is that I will co- continually get asked if the home is hardwired for an alarm system, but the alarm system is not hooked up to a central monitoring system. It does not need to be hooked up to a central monitoring no. system. No, just right? says hardwired. In the just law. needs hardwired. to be powered. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So that if there's a problem, the battery, backup battery is able to take over or the electric exactly. takes over. Exactly. So. Yeah. All right. Hopefully that helps you. Let's go. Oh, before we go forward, Lee, while we're talking about smoke detectors, something else. There have been a lot of changes in the past couple of um, weeks. 
the state legislature, were they responsible for the new confusion over uh, the new uh, forms? The, uh, the state. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? I mean, new forms were passed, and um, <clears throat> I think, I, I guess they just went out recently. Yeah, um, but there hasn't been any training on them. So yeah. it's like well, when the Colts left Baltimore, they just kind of did it in the middle of the night. And I no covered one, that, no, one, so no one knew. I know. Well, no, that's I, I brought that yeah, up. Thanks, yeah. <laughs> no, they kind of they pushed these forms out overnight. They, well, they, they moved. Required, they, they wanted the they wanted the, everybody to use them, but they don't have any training on the right. new, or they don't have a deadline or date that most of these need to be enforced by. So here's what it means to you, as the folks who are listening: if you're a real estate agent, be prepared to lose some hair. Or the hair that you have turned gray, <laughs> right? Over trying to figure these out. Most brokers are already doing that. We have an amazing broker who's already who was yeah. on top of it and told it told us about it before it was coming, but still yeah. couldn't speak to it because not, not a lot of them didn't right. get passed. So and that's Joe Hayden, great guy. So the big problem right now is getting around and up to date on these new forms. So for buyers and sellers, no, we'll get this under wraps in the next week or so. But just know that it's out there and certainly. We're all scrambling trying to figure out what the the wisdom of our state legislature or those who were in power who redesigned the forms were thinking at the time that they did this. Yes. So, fine. The other thing that was uh, changed, uh, and I had tip out to uh, Pitt and Frank and uh, their folks over there. They came up, that pointed out there's new wood-destroying insect inspection guidelines. Am I correct about yes, that, Lee? that's right. We'll talk more about this with Kevin. Uh, on the next show, but so in the, in general, what does this mean to the consumer when they go to sell or buy a house? The most important thing is for the seller, and that is if you are a seller and you are listing your house at the time that you're listing it, if you have had any kind of treatment in the last five years and or if you have a warranty for treatment, you should present that to your agent at the time of your listing because once a buyer comes along and they're going to get a, a termite inspection, if you have that documentation, then it's likely that the inspector does not have to recommend to this buyer, this new buyer, to get some kind of treatment because there is either a warranty or it shows that it's been treated in the last five years. If okay. you don't have that uh-huh. documentation, then they can check recommend new treatment, and obviously that's something that has to be done between the buyer and seller is a negotiation. So let me show you about where the problems occur between what, who who wrote this new guideline? It was done by National Association of Realtors and the uh-huh. association that uh, deals with, believe it or not, there's an association that deals with... Termites? Yes. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, Randy Rocky, Swan Financial, if your investors do require a termite inspection... Does that happen on a regular basis? No. Okay. Not at all. Okay. So you, it, you're fine with what the um, this was been written and what's been changed? Uh, unless this new change is not conforming uh, to, what conforming to underwriting at this point. But yeah. at, at this point, no, there has not been any changes. So every that. time there's a change. It's a ripple. It, it, it is. A, it's exactly what it is. It's a ripple. So... Somebody sitting up in a state legislature may decide to do something but not realize the impact oh. that they're going to have on the consumers and or mortgage companies or more. So, okay, so that we got the, the – and we'll talk more about this in the weeks to come. So if you've had termite treatment or warranty, you need to pass that to the agent who should put that online. Yes, put it up there. And then before the inspection is the key time mm-hmm. because 
after the inspection, if they say, oh, I found it now, well, if the inspector has already recommended termite treatment, yep. they're not allowed under these new guidelines to change their report. So they need to have it before they get there to do the inspection. Oh, so even so, it's not. It's hmm. too late if you go. Oh, I forgot I had this once. I don't need to do it again. Uh, too late. Well, again. what if the? Yeah. I mean, depending unless there's a government guideline stipulating for if it's FHA or VA, if it's conventional and the buyer agrees and says, oh, oh okay, you, we see it, you did it, even though the the report sure. says do it, and we did it, and you have a receipt and a warranty, possibly that could overcome it. But and all, and it just kind of goes to jump out in front of the fact that if you had it done, and the mm-hmm. new inspector sees that there's still a problem. Well, there's probably something else that needs to be done, too. Right, yeah. Well, yeah, it's true. But uh, this, and that actually is another really good point, that what if the inspector comes back and says, no, you've got an act- active treatment yeah. uh, or termites, and the seller says, no, I had it treated, and it was Well, they're going to they're gonna want to naturally go back. They can then recommend it. I us. get that. But my point is, if the seller had this done and presents it to their listing agent, listing agent puts it online, the buyer says, oh, it's already been done. I don't have to do this based on this new regulation that's yeah. just been out. But there are, in fact, termites that are have become active since the treatment. Well, There's no way to know that for the buyer who's coming well, this is, into the This house. is when we need Brad, our guy Brad in here, Brad Lawler, well, we'll, we'll home team inspections, because he'll, he'll tell you, a good <coughs> inspector, hopefully, if they're doing their job, they're gonna, they may they're find not, evidence not and recommend. So who knows? So, here's the bottom line for yeah. me. I, was this, I would get a termite inspection right. every time. No matter, Might as well, you know, yeah. It doesn't matter if it was three months it's, ago. I mean, they're I'm very, they're, they're relatively inexpensive. We're yes, just, and, exactly. And so my point is, we are supposed to be protecting the public on the buying side and the selling side. When something like this, with regards to termites, comes along and releases or relaxes the regulations that would require termite inspections, but don't we want less regulation, no, Bob? No, but. No, but not at the cost of the Sure, of the no, I know, and I'm being facetious, but yeah. is that, we're, that's what we're here for. We're here to protect. Yeah, but no, no, but you're missing my point. So I don't know that anybody did it, our consumers any favors by changing these termite regulations. Sure. That's my point. Understood. Okay. What's the point of changing the regulation, right? It doesn't make sense. Right. Oh, but somewhere somewhere there's said, a reason. Yeah, there's a reason. Somebody said, oh, you know, they're overdoing these termite things, and everybody said, okay, we'll change them. That's all I can think of. And if, if you're involved in the change... Please call me, and I'll have you on the show, and you can explain yeah, why this is We'd love done. to have a discussion. Three seven six five four eight three. By the way, your home not sold, thinking of selling, we can help. Go to louisvillehousedoctors.com and fill out our form, and yes, we do, in fact, make house calls. Back to the phones. Good morning, Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Rudy. Yeah. Um, I'm buying a home with my husband, but his credit is nowhere as good as mine. Um, as a result of the only one who's going to be on the loan, does my husband have to sign the purchase contract? If we should divorce down the road, will I be the only one responsible for repaying the loan? So let's start. Parse, parse this out with Randy first. Yeah, yeah. let's do it with Randy. They, they, we do not want them to sign the purchase contract, but they will be on title. They will be on title. Yes. And, leave and on, on the mortgage side... If they're divorced, yes, she would be responsible for it. But if he ends up having uh, getting the home, he has to do it in a certain time period. He has to buy the house and take her off the loan. But if she, if her, if one of the credit of the spouse of a couple is worse and they're not on the loan, and they're married, they're still on title. They are on title, right. and he would have to take the loan over 
If he does not have the credit to do it, then they would have to sell the home. If she does not want the home, if they get divorced, then he would either have to uh, get a finance a loan or sell the home. Okay. So legally, they, would she be able to take him off of title if they got divorced yes. and him have no With a quick stake? claim deed. Correct? With a quick claim yeah. deed. If he yeah. doesn't agree That's to right. it, though. Does he still oh, no, have no. stake? no, He has to agree to it. Well, it's, to, it's in the divorce decree. That's typically right. a settlement agreement from the right. divorce. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, Lee, we live in a dour curtsy state. It's yes. an old English term. Mm-hmm. And it basically says, to some extent, half of yours is mine and half of mine is yours. Yes. Right? When it comes especially to real, real property. Estate, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Now, in Indiana, not so much. Right, yep. we're not dower curtsy in Southern Indiana, so right. the different rules apply. Yes. Okay. All right. Just, just letting you know, little pieces of information. Duly noted. Back to the phones. Good morning, Bob Sikoler, Louisville Real Estate Show News Radio eight forty WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Sarah. Yeah. I uh, recently got divorced, and my uh, husband maintained the house until the payments were done. Then he sold the house. I was supposed to get half the equity, and it's been five years, and I still have received, have not received, actually, my portion of the equity. What should I do? So, Lee, at closing, if there were instructions for the dollars to be split, that is when she should have gotten the money, correct? Yes, and if there wasn't any, I guess, instruction at the time, um, then if they have a settlement agreement, if they have a divorce decree that says at some point the house is going to be sold and half will go to the wife and half will go to the husband, then that's a contract. That's a legal document. That's an order from the court. Mm-hmm. She can enforce that. Um, five years seems like a long time to wait to enforce that, but no kidding. I would go to the court and, and, and take my settlement agreement and my order and say I was supposed to get this amount. And Is there the a statute of limitations on that? Uh, Maybe. Probably not. Probably not. Well, yes, not five it's, years, yeah. but, but you know, I, you need to take a legal step with the, with the court that issued your divorce decree yeah. and your settlement agreement right. and take it to them and say, I never got my money. And he may have a new house where he can have a judgment lien. You know, he may have something else that she can uh, file Attached. against. Yeah. Hopefully, exactly. she knows. Yeah, hopefully, yeah, she still knows that information. It doesn't sound like she's very aware if that was if there was a that agreement was even made and decreed that she gets. She needs to it. have that paper though. Yeah. And Lee, if she doesn't have that piece of paper, you go back to the, the attorney who did the work. Yeah, and, and the court will have, have it. It yep. should be. It should be in the court's records. Okay, good. Well, that helps. Hopefully, Sarah, that that will give you a hand. And if you need help, Lee is always here for you. That will certainly she'll be able to get you. In the right direction, you can reach her at uh, 649-7964. Yes. That's her cell phone. As we take a break, we thank Lee for being here. We'll be back with her. Randy Rocky, Swan Financial, 645-0736. My son, Greg. Howdy. And you can reach him and see his Instagram feed. At we sell Louisville or at my name, Greg Sekoler. And if you want to see some of the reviews about our sales from both buyers and sellers, we encourage people to talk about us. And you can go to LouisvilleZillow.com and see our reviews. Back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS.
this is Lee Harris, owner and attorney at Limestone Title and Escrow here in Louisville, Kentucky. We are an experienced team of processors and attorneys who will be happy to help you with your closing needs. We are known for our flexible closing times. We're open to nights and weekends, whatever suits you or your clients. We can help you provide a smooth and quick closing and help with difficult situations based upon our history of expertise and experience in closings. Call us anytime at 502-632-2277. Need a home loan or refinancing? You need to talk to Randy Rocky at Swan Financial. Why have they become so popular? Because of our programs, our service, and our competitive rates. And now listen to this new program from Swan Financial. Yes, we have a 1% down program that also you will get 2% grant money from the investor. Call Randy Rocky today at 866-766-1920. Swan Financial, NMLS 2473 and 26362. Equal housing opportunity. Call for additional cost information, other restrictions may apply. In the real estate market, sellers and buyers have great expectations. And as a real estate agent, you take pride in fulfilling them. But some things are beyond your control. So what can you do? Choose Home Warranty of America's 13-month plans. HWA plans cover the home buyer against any breakdowns or repairs, keeping you and your clients safe from any covered claims. We offer comprehensive plans with competitive pricing, and our dedicated team will work with you every step of the way. To learn more, contact HWA today. Here's a message from Shark Tank's Barbara Corcoran. You may have seen Wall Street hedge fund companies advertise that they'll pay you instant cash for your home. Well, I hope you're not considering leaving the sale of your home up to a website. Hi, I'm Barbara Corcoran. Selling your home is easy if you hire the right agent who can give you options. In Louisville, Bob Sekolar can bring you an immediate cash offer. He has a track record of getting sellers more money than the average agent. Find out what your home is really worth. Go to WeSellLouisville.com and get your home sold. Radio 840 WHAS. Bob Scholar, the Louisville Real Estate Show. Every time it gets cold and gets warm and then back and forth, my throat goes nuts. It's been that way all my life, and it's just tough. It really is this time of year. So I apologize for my hoarseness on my voice. In the studios, Randy Rocky, Swan Financial, 6450736. Also, Lee Harris, Legal Counsel, at 6497964. My son, Greg, who does our marketing our photography, and so much more. Mm-hmm. And you can, uh, that's the new tagline that he requires that I say, and so much more. <laughs> he's not going to be laughing so much when his taxes aren't ready to file yeah, here in a couple right. of months. Yeah. And he's going to be and like, then, oh, and, um, and so much more. You're going to hear him get excited. he does on Instagram. <laughs> at we sell over. Yeah, you got yeah, it. Okay. All right, cheapest ways to boost your home's value, which always, everyone's always important, especially if you're putting it on the market this year. Deep clean is number one. Your home can simply not smell too clean. There's nothing that says, oh, it's too clean. Uh, <laughs> nothing. So invest in a deep cleaning either by using your elbow grease or hiring a professional. Do some research. Do a Google search on deep cleaning. Too much home. vinegar, though. Too yeah, much ammonia. Yeah, yeah. Steam the carp- carpets, wash the walls, windows, and replace any broken windows or screens. Improve your kitchen. One of the things buyers look for, uh, above all else, is a great kitchen. But remodeling your own can really cost a lot. Instead of a couple of a complete overhaul, change out little things. Ugly cabinets, consider stripping and painting them. Uh, new hardware pulls on handles and all, or even resurfacing uh, costs less than the replacement of the entire kitchen. Paint is big. Let me tell you, 
You may love red walls, but new, 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 not so good. Red, blue, green, primary colors, no. Neutrals, light colors, light gray is big. Still in fairly good. Neutral color, such as white, sand, even putty is a color. Semi-gloss paint will make walls seem brighter, but they will also show the imperfections of the walls. So if you've, let's say, you put a nail in the wall and you pulled it back out and you spackled it and you use a semi-gloss paint, if you look at it the right way from the light coming in, you'll see where that patch was, unless it's perfect. So flat paint always works better when reselling a home. You want to switch out light covers, outlet covers to a bright white, if, as long as the socket's a bright white. If not, if it's eggshell, obviously uh, use an eggshell uh, light switch cover, but new, fresh, looks better than having uh, a light cover. I've seen these everywhere with a little paint on it that you tried to eliminate that just <laughs> never happened. Power washing can really transform the exterior from bland to beautiful. Pruning and potting as we get into the spring in a couple of months. Replacing doors goes a long way. Even painting the door, stripping and painting does well. Check the hardwood floors for scratches. Buckling could be a variety of things. If you need to restore the floors, there are a variety of people who can do that for you uh, for a lot less money than you think. Uh, Feel free to call me and I'll get you the names. Uh, Give appliances a facelift so they look clean and new, as new as they possibly could be. Here's something that's very difficult to do because I know I've done it. Remove popcorn from the ceilings. That's the little texture that they put on the ceilings, 60s, 70s, 80s, maybe 90s. But to scrape it clean and then remud and paint can be difficult. Just note, if you can add a closet, the difference in many cases between a three-bedroom and four-bedroom home is actually fairly significant in terms of getting you more money. So if there's a bonus room, if you can put a closet in, that will help you sell it as a bedroom. And if you want, call me. I've got some language that we use that actually allows you to list it as a bedroom and not actually put the closet in until you close. You know, I'll vet that with Lee. It's funny you said that we're working with a builder right now who yeah. we're working, Casey and I are working with him on a floor plan, and one of the bonus rooms in there was huge bonus room. Didn't, didn't need an extra bedroom, but we were working with him and the designer and said, uh-huh. well, there's no reason to not put a closet in here because then you can market it as an extra bedroom. bedroom. There's no right, reason yeah. not to do it. Spruce up the bathroom. That always goes. A new toilet seat cover works well, even a new toilet seat if it's marked up. But a toilet seat's cover, you know, that definitely will help you as well. New shower curtain. Rugs go a long way. You know, not rugs in the bathroom, but a throw rug, obviously. <laughs> Making it look re- uh, really newer. And soup up your storage. Storage space is a biggie on buyers. A lot of the wish lists include they want to have storage for their what they accumulate. Make the most of whatever closet and storage space you have by buying and installing inexpensive organizing systems. Yeah, you can pay a lot of money for the California closet, but go to a big box store. They have plenty of those racks that you can buy and shelving. So those are some of the tips that will hopefully help you get your house ready to sell. And we thank Barbara Corcoran, who endorses us. If you want me to come out and talk about listing your house, whether it's normally or our guaranteed sale program or instant offer. Most of our clients want to do the way we normally do is aggressive selling. You can reach me at 376-5483. Back to the phones we go. Good morning, Bob Sekolder, Louisville Real Estate Show. News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. 
Bob, this is Taylor. Yeah. We applied for a loan through a bank and was told that we are good to go for what they call a conventional mortgage. Are there any other options out there that we should be looking at before buying a home? So it's basically on credit rating. I mean, what your score is, right? Brandon? Yes, and and most of the time in that scenario, the conventional will be the best way to go. Uh, if he if he was approved, but if you're a 680, then you would want to look at FHA. If you're a 680 credit score, I'm getting a little technical, but most scenarios, then he is in the right place. Okay. All right. Um, besides conventional, there's FHA, there's VA if you're a VA, veteran. USDA, KHC. It, those, and those are actually, like KHC will help you with down payment assistance. Right. You have like, zero money down options. <clears throat> we do a lot of zero money down homes. So I would tell you, I know you were pre-approved, Taylor. Be sure to reach out to Randy and Swan Financial. Back to the phones. Good morning, Bob Segolder, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840, WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Tammy. Yep. Um, I sold and closed my home about six months ago, and now I'm receiving a letter from an attorney that the buyers are claiming that the basement is leaking and that I disclosed that the basement never leaked. And I have to tell you, when I live there, it never leaked. So why are they coming after me? Interesting. Lisa, what's going on here in your mind? Well, uh, this is a common thing. The most common things that uh, buyers complain about is property condition, and uh, it's usually either the roof or the basement that I see. Um, So the issue here is obviously anybody can say, hey, we don't think you disclosed fully what the condition of your home was. But then there's the issue of proof. So if your basement never leaked when you lived there, obviously you can't disclose that it did. If your disclosure is correct, they don't have any claim against you. They would have to be the ones who have the burden to prove uh, by some means. Either the neighbor says, yes, it leaked, or some professional comes over and says, oh, yeah, we've been here 10 times, you know, fixing this basement or whatever. But if they don't have any proof that you knew of it, then it's not your responsibility after closing. So they will first go to small claims court, but then mediation, arbitration. Right. Will the seller have to pay even if they're found innocent or that they weren't lying and that wasn't their fault? No. I mean, the small claims court, if, if, the, if the damages are up to 2500 it would go to small claims court right. under your contract. If it's over that, it would go to mediation arbitration. If they cannot show uh, that you knew of some uh, d- you know, defect that you didn't disclose, then they don't have a claim. If they can show that you did, then... Yes, you may have to pay for you know whatever the uh, the cost is to to fix the basement. But yeah. from what you're saying, you didn't know of it, and you can't disclose something that you didn't know. And obviously, a leak can start at any time. Right, gotcha. And if you want to see what sellers are saying about us, head to LouisvilleSellersTalk.com. We have time for one more question. Good morning, Bob Sekolder, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Barbara. Yeah. I'm selling my home. And I have a contract, received a repair request, but it's handwritten and no pictures. The report asks for items like window seal leaks to be repaired, but I have no idea which window. It asks for other items, nothing in particular. What do I do? So from a standpoint, Lee, we are pushing in our industry to have everything typed up. With pictures. Right. And a lot of inspection companies will do that. Absolutely. We seem to be getting a bunch of these calls. Suggestions, should a real estate uh, agent on the seller side and or the seller refuse the repair request unless it's typed and with pictures? I would say we can't respond to your request uh, at this with this yeah. information. We need pictures of 
uh, specific which, which yeah. items you're asking for specifics which rooms which items give us pictures also yes type it up so that it's legible and it can last <laughs> you know mm-hmm. you know because sometimes handwriting can be illegible or or you know. it'd be, it'd be. and so yes i would i would demand if if i were the seller or the seller's agent i would demand a more specific uh particular repair request so that i can respond to it in kind yeah you could just you could counter and say please provide pictures I of, typed of well no not even okay yeah it's one thing you can make their you didn't choose the inspector the buyer did and they can make them look make their inspector look bad by yeah. just saying hey we would want a picture with this picture with that if you're requesting this to be fixed we need to see it all right we are out of time on that note my thanks to lee harris legal counsel limestone title and escrow 649-7964 also, Randy Rocky from Swan Financial, 645-0736. My son, Craig. Ooh, that we sell Louisville. <clears throat> Instagram. Instagram, we sell Louisville. Thank Facebook. you. You can reach me anytime, even with my voice, the way it is. Bob Sekoler, 376-5483. We're in for some wild weather over the next couple of months, based on what we're seeing. It's been fairly calm so far, but with the rain now and who knows what, be prepared We'll be here to answer your questions. See you next Sunday on News Radio 840 WHAS.